Good afternoon and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll have details on the Discover the Farm event taking place this weekend at the Bruce D. Campbell Farm and Food Discovery Centre south of Winnipeg. Also, we'll hear from Rad Al-Khatib, President and CEO of AGT Foods and Ingredients. Up first in today's country comments, we'll get a harvest update from the chair of the Manitoba Crop Alliance, Robert Misko. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us now is Robert Misko, the chair of the Manitoba Crop Alliance, also a farmer in the Roblin area. I asked Robert how the harvest has been going so far. I guess not as it was seeding was uh, really delayed and between the rains and everything else. So a lot of fields are kind of were seeded sometimes over a week or two. So harvest has been a little bit more challenging. Uh, but uh, in our case, peas are off. I think in our area, most of the peas are off wheat. I'm going to say 50 to 60% done. Canola, maybe 20% done. And uh, what, what kind of yields have you been seeing? Yields have been pretty good. Um, I'd, say, I'd say a little above average for the area. Um, I think the peas, I think our peas did around 60, 65 I think they'd have did better if there wasn't so many drowned out spots. Wheat, I'm hearing anywhere from 50 to 80. Uh, canola, canola may be a little more variable. Depends on who had, like, I'm, I'm sort of between Roblin and Grandview, and we had a little too wet in the spring, but as you got a little bit north of Roblin, it got almost a little bit too dry. So canola, a little bit more particular on that, and I think that one would be more in that 30 to, 30 to 50 range. And how's the uh, quality been? So far, quality's been pretty nice. Uh, we haven't really had, uh, last night we had about four-tenths of an inch of rain. And that's really about the only rain we've really had through harvest. So overall, it's, it's pretty nice and stuff to do. I guess, you know, depending on what we get here over the next day or so, you know, is that, that rain from last night, is that going to, is that going to delay things much or? I guess if it would, I don't know, the weather forecast doesn't look like real heat coming back on. So probably a couple of days, I'm sure. I think the biggest thing with the rain is typically the first rain brings you to a two, the second rain brings you to a three. Um, but, I mean, it's farming. What are we going to do? Do you have any late-season crops? No. no. I personally don't. I think you get closer to Dauphin, guys doing beans. Uh, we don't have the heat units for corn around here. Anyone who grows corn in our country is for silage. I guess any any concerns with, with frost here as we get... Get further into September, or I think most of the crops. There's always going to be a few that would still get get dinged if it did, but I'd say the majority of the crops are already kind of getting past that. Right. So cereals, pulses, well, pulses, peas, not pulses, beans. Um, they're all either off or sprayed or ready to go. Something you could do much harm to them already. And canola. There's a few fields that were later seeded there along the green side. So, you know, yeah, I guess we've got to frost them next week or two and probably pinch them. But I don't think in such a way, I, I would say we're probably not the worst of it this year for frost for our area because most of the crops are already to that stage that, you know, I guess, like I said, there, there's always going to be a few that would still get, get hurt. But I think there's probably quite a bit. There'll be more than enough blending ability this year, I think, to get rid of that. That was Robert Misko, the chair of the Manitoba Crop Alliance and a farmer in the Roblin area. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. 
Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. The Cattlemen's Young Leaders Program recently announced its 16 finalists for the 2022-23 program year. Jessica Radeau is the Canadian Cattle Association's Youth Leadership Coordinator. She says the program is designed to be a built-in industry succession planning tool. Where we're taking up-and-coming leaders and matching them with industry experts and leaders in their area of interest and transferring that skills and knowledge and really making an investment in the future success and growth of the beef industry overall. Representing Manitoba are James Kinley of Cartwright and Stefan Bo of Anola. Through a $30 million commitment under the Government of Canada's Pan-Canadian Artificial Intelligence Strategy, Protein Industries Canada is launching a new stream of programming that will co-invest in collaborative projects that utilize artificial intelligence to help grow Canada's plant-based food, feed, and ingredients ecosystem efficiently and sustainably. The potential uses of AI technology range significantly from food formulation and recipe development to food safety analysis and quality assurance, using consumer data to drive product innovation. The Artificial Intelligence Program's first round of project intakes is open from September 14th to October 26th. Second round of intakes will open in early 2023. And the Canadian Grain Commission's Harvest Sample Program has been running for 95 years. Under the program, producers send in their grain samples for grade dockage and quality results. Carrie Pleskash, the CGC's Program Manager of Analytic Services at the Grain Research Lab, says 5,600 kits were mailed out to producers in Western Canada this year. Western samples, we haven't received a whole lot to make a a good judgment. (laughs) Um, But CWRS, I guess um, 89% so far has been graded one, but that's based on only 92 samples that we've received so far. The Canadian Grain Commission's Harvest Sample Program began back in 1927. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Thursday, September 15th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from Murad Al-Khatib, the President and CEO of AGT Foods and Ingredients. AGT Foods and Ingredients announced a key partnership this week that will give producers here another variety option for yellow pea production in 2023. Glenda Lee Allen Vossler caught up to AGT's president and CEO Murad Al Khatib to find out more. Murad, it's been a while since you and I have had a chance to chat. Talk to us a little bit about how things are going and what you've been busy at these days. Well, you know, we've certainly been very anxious waiting for the new crop. And, uh, you know, certainly, you know, we are seeing, uh, you know, production levels, uh, you know, in particular in areas that were really uh, hit quite hard last year, like the West Central region of Saskatchewan, you know, with a bit of a recovery this year. So, you know, with the average yields kind of coming back into the picture, it's been, you know, kind of a wait uh, for everybody because, you know, there's just a very strong uh, opportunity out there with the whole Russia-Ukraine crisis uh, going on right now. You know, I, I've been saying around the world that the world needs a little bit more Canada. So, you know, we've been anxiously awaiting that that opportunity. And, you know, business has been, you know, very uh, tough over the last year. So it's, it's really uh, great to, to get back into that new season. Market-wise, how are things going? Well, you know, I, I mean, definitely, again, uh, we're seeing strong uh, demand. Uh, logistics continue to be a, a very big challenge. 
you know, we're going to have to have a very collaborative approach. You know, the railways, the steamship lines, the grain companies, uh, you know, the growers in order to make sure we get our product to market. So, you know, I'm more concerned than than usual with logistics, uh, you know, container availability, you know, railway, uh, you know, car availability and all those things. But, you know, again, there's reason for optimism. We're starting to see, you know, a bit more normalization in the supply chains. And, and uh, you know, again, Pulse's demand we're expecting is going to be relatively strong. Uh, we see demand coming from India, from North Africa and the Middle East. And, um, you know, again, Durham demand, uh, you know, we think is going to be strong as well from Europe and, uh, and uh, North Africa and the Middle East as well. So you know, I think it's going to be a, a relatively strong demand year for everybody. And hopefully we can work hard to keep those, uh, those prices up. One of the big issues that we've heard from industry has been the challenge with containers. Talk to us uh, about that from your perspective, if you will. Well, you know, again, container availability is based on trade flow. So goods come into North America and then we fill up those containers and we send them back with grain into Asia. And, you know, what we saw over the course of the pandemic and then the post-pandemic disruptions is, is that, you know, consumer goods demand has been you know, a bit uh, slower, uh, supply chains have been disrupted with COVID disruptions. And, you know, that container flow was a bit disrupted. And so from that perspective, you know, again, there weren't containers available in the North American market the way we've seen in the past. You know, in addition, the shortage of containers in Asia made the steamship lines want to get their product back to Asia as quick as possible. So we saw a record number of empty containers leaving our country. So we weren't getting that opportunity to fill them. We're starting to see that uh, turnaround. You know, again, if I look at our Regina terminal, you know, uh, we have a, a number of containers there that we probably haven't seen over the last six to nine months. So there is a reason for optimism that, you know, things will start to return back to a bit more normal to get our products to market. Now, uh, of course, we've been talking uh, about the pulse industry, and we want to focus in on a key announcement that AGT Foods has made this week. Talk to us a, a little bit about what's happening here. Well, you know, uh, you know, our food ingredients business has been a really strong focus and the plant-based protein demand in the world, you know, we continue to see that as a very strong opportunity for growers and for us as a processor. And, you know, again, the protein markets of the world are, are really looking at, uh, you know, high quality protein concentrates that are going to be, you know, uh, able to produce tasty, affordable foods and uh, so we announced a partnership with a company called Equinom. And, uh, you know, Equinom is a uh, Israeli-based company. They're uh, very strong in breeding and, uh, and genetics. And, uh, you know, we're going to be working with them on commercializing new pea varieties, ones that are, are uh, you know, in our minds, very well suited to the development of novel protein ingredients uh, for the food industry. So, you know, we can kind of uh, take this back to, you know, what we see in malt barley and what we see in 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 uh, you know other crops where we're specifically going to be buying uh, products with specific traits that give us the best chance of meeting that food demand you know you start with high protein you end with even higher protein when you're looking at protein concentration so these new varieties are are uh, you know we think are going to be you know very strong agronomically for our growers they're going to be good yielding and they're going to give us some uh, some traits, which hopefully will pass on better economics to the farm gate. 
And they're suitable for production here in Canada, in Western Canada, yeah, in Saskatchewan. Absolutely, we've been working now. This is the the third season on trialing the variety. So you know the the trials at different uh, different uh, pilot trials that we've done. You know the yield looks good. The characteristics are good. There's good disease disease packages, and you know the protein levels are dramatically higher in these varieties than what we're seeing in the mainstream varieties today. You know, peas aren't a variety that were necessarily bought on protein before. But, you know, if we can start with a 27 or 28 percent protein versus a 20 or 21 percent, you know, we have a chance in protein concentrates to get instead of 55 percent protein to get all the way up to 70 percent protein, you know, with uh, with the minimal mechanical separations and processing. So that's the big announcement here is. How do you take varieties that return well to the grower, give us the protein characteristic we want, and allow us to achieve higher protein concentrations with, uh, with less intensive processing? And I think that's how you make affordable ingredients that are going to really contribute to the demand that we're going to see in plant-based. And, you know, we are predicting that over the next decade that, you know, can, uh, that uh, pulses can see a similar you know, renaissance and growth like we saw in canola when the domestic crushing industry really started to dominate. We no doubt need to mill more pulses, produce more ingredients and get out of the commodity cycle that's dependent on India and other uh, regions of the world just demanding our pulses to fill their gaps. That's Murad Al-Khatib, President and CEO of AGT Foods and Ingredients. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Bossler. Thanks, Glenda Lee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Canadian Wildlife Federation is hosting a webinar entitled Wild Cultivation, Traditional Plant Management Systems of Northwestern North America. That will take place September 27th. You can register on the Canadian Wildlife Federation website. And the Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association is hosting the 5th Annual Regenerative Agriculture Conference November 14th and 15th in Brandon. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Thursday afternoon. Discover the Farm, a new hands-on event celebrating where our food comes from. We'll bring together urban and rural Manitobans this Sunday to kick off the province's Farm and Food Awareness Week. Free and open to the public, the event will run from 10 a.m. until 2 at the Bruce D. Campbell Farm and Food Discovery Centre located 15 minutes south of Winnipeg. Visitors will have the chance to talk with Manitoba farmers and see live animals, including pigs, dairy cows, broilers and laying hens, and explore prairie crops like canola. Claire McCaffrey is Communications Specialist with Manitoba Egg Farmers. So we're super excited about the event on Sunday. It is a free event uh, so completely free activities for uh, folks of all ages, from children all the way to adults. Um, families are welcome. Um, we're going to have some free food that's served at 11 a.m., so don't miss out on that. We're going to have pulled pork, uh, pulled chicken on a bun, and brisket available, as well as cookies made with local eggs and canola oil, and uh, some ice cream as well, So and chocolate milk from the dairy farmers. So we're super excited to have everyone out, hopefully from Winnipeg and surrounding areas. Um, as I said, it's a free event, and it runs from 10 to 2 on Sunday the 18th. Excellent. And, uh, you know, tell us a little bit more about some of the, um, some of the events that will be uh, taking place and, uh, you know, just what people can expect. 
Great. So we'll have some farmers on site. So uh, there's several different commodity groups that are participating. We've got the beef producers, chicken producers, uh, canola growers, uh, dairy farmers, and then ourselves at Manitoba Egg Farmers, as well as the Farm and Food Discovery Center, um, and Manitoba Pork as well. So we're going to have farmers from all of those different uh, commodities uh, telling you all about farming, and we're also going to have live animals on site. So from Manitoba Egg Farmers, we'll have about 21 laying hens there, so you can see the hens, uh, see some real eggs that they laid that morning, um, and then there's also pigs at the Farm and Food Discovery Center, as well as dairy cows. Um, and I believe there's going to be some broiler hens as well. So um, lots of great animals to see. And then all of the different farmers are going to have activities at their booths as well. So, um, for example, at my booth, we're going to have egg trivia, super fun game. And then we're also going to have a, an egg toss game uh, into our little mini stove. So lots of activities. We're going to give away coloring sheets and uh, recipe books utensils, that kind of thing. So lots of free swag and and really fun events. Now, Claire, talk a little bit about uh, just the importance of an event like this and, you know, just giving people a chance to interact with farmers and and learn about where their food comes from. Absolutely. So this event is actually uh, perfectly timed. It's kicking off uh, Farm and Food Awareness Week in the province. Um, So a lot of people in Manitoba have never actually been to a real farm. So this event is so important because it connects Uh, urban people to the farmers so that they can find out a little bit more of where their food came from. Um, Over the last couple of years, we've definitely seen a lot more in the news about supply chains and um, food shortages and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's really exciting to be able to connect our farmers to consumers. And um, one great thing about eggs is that all the eggs that you buy at the grocery stores are produced right here in Manitoba by our local farmers. I would just like to add that we would really love to see families out uh, this Sunday at the Farm and Food Discovery Center. The address is 1290 Research Station Road, and it's just about 15 minutes south uh, of Winnipeg on Highway 75. So super quick and easy to get there and totally free. Really, it'll be a really fun day. That was Claire McCaffrey. She's the communications specialist at Manitoba Egg Farmers. She was talking to us here today about the Discover the Farm event taking place Sunday at the Bruce D. Campbell Farm and Food Discovery Center, south of Winnipeg. The event starts at 10 a.m. It's free and open to the public. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Farmers that signed up for the Canadian Grain Commission's Harvest Sample Program should have received their harvest kit in the mail. Carrie Pleskash, the CGC's Program Manager of Analytic Services at the Grain Research Lab, says producers send in a sample for inspection. And then the producer will get a report at the end. So they'll get an unofficial grade. They'll get a protein value and, you know, other testing depending on the commodity they send in. So such as if they send in canola, they'll get oil and chlorophyll as well. If they send in any wheat sample, they're going to get a falling number, DOM and protein value. The Harvest Sample Program began in 1927 and has been running for 95 years. And the 16 finalists in the Cattlemen's Young Leaders Program are being paired with a mentor in their specific area of interest. Jessica Radeau, the CCA's Cattlemen's Youth Leadership Coordinator, says the program is designed to be a built-in industry succession planning tool. Every year, we take in 16 participants ages 18 to 35 from across Canada and they're paired with an industry leader in their specific area of interest for a nine-month mentorship, given numerous uh, travel and learning opportunities with their peers and within the beef industry. And since this program's been going since 2010, we've seen over 160 graduates, which is so exciting. 
Representing Manitoba are James Kinley of Cartwright and Stefan Bow of Anola. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll get an update on Manitoba's cereal harvest. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.